Okay, let's get started with a little prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Let's pause for a moment of silence. Lord, we praise you and thank you for everything that you give to us, the different joys that you provide for us, the signs, uh, the things that we can see in our lives of your goodness. Um, we thank you for the trials that you allow us to go through, those things that lead us to desire redemption, those things that lead us to desire your perfection, everything in between, Lord, we thank you for it. We pray for your grace to come upon us in whatever ways that you want to give it. We offer this time to you, these next few minutes. We open up our hearts, Lord. We open our hearts to receive you, to be formed by you and taught by you. We pray if you desire to speak to us, that you would speak. You'd make it clear with the ideas, the insights, the inspirations that you provide for us. Open our eyes, open our ears, open our minds to receive your word. We pray for all those who are not here with us this evening, those who are parishioners of ours, we pray also for those who are not parishioners, those who are elsewhere. Lord, we pray for conversion. Pray for this town, for these people. Pray for Goodridge. We pray for Grigla. For conversion in every possible way, Lord, that all may come to know you. That all may come to know the fullness of the truth. We pray for those who are caught in sin, stuck you'd give them the grace they need to break free. You'd come and rescue them, pull them out. Give them the kind of faith that is eager to draw close to you. Jesus, you said in the Gospels that when you are lifted up, you would draw all people to yourself. We pray that you would do that. You would draw us. Draw our family, our friends, our neighbors those who have fallen away, those who have never come near, those who are near, Lord, continue to draw us close. I pray this all in the name of Jesus. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Okay, so here's, here's, the, here's the deal. Um, I, I mentioned this past Sunday, we're, we're in the middle of this thing called the Eucharistic Revival. Um, so, I like to define terms, and we're going to spend the entire month defining what the Eucharist is, or who the Eucharist is, rather. Uh, but just a brief, brief term of that, right? So what is the Eucharist? The Eucharist, at its, at its most basic level, is, is a Thanksgiving offering, which takes place at the Catholic Mass, and only at the Catholic Mass. That the bread and the wine uh, that are, are put on the altar, the priest prays a prayer over them, and by a miracle of God's grace... Jesus changes the bread and the wine into his body, blood, soul, and divinity. Just as 
We believe that he did at the Last Supper, just as we believe that he's done throughout history, and there have been times throughout history where there's been an additional miracle that's taken place so that the Lord can show us that, that this is what's taking place. So that's the Eucharist. Um, like I said, coming on, come on Sundays, and we'll, we'll talk more about it over the course of the entire month. What, is, what does the word revival mean? So this, this I think, is great. I, just, I kind of figured this out last night. I, I, I had seen it before, but I was reminded of this last night um, because it, it fits re really well with the prayer that I chose to introduce for our prayer workshops. So the word revival, uh, it means, if you were to just look it up on Google, uh, it means to restore someone to life or consciousness. To restore someone to life or consciousness. Um, to, to bring back to life. If, if uh, that word conscious means uh, to be aware of and responding to one's surroundings, to be awake. So if I'm reviving someone, and I think we all, we all know this, but I, I still think it's, it's fun um, to get into the definitions, right? So if someone is, is sleeping or if someone is knocked out or if someone's in a coma or if someone's dead, to revive that person is to wake them up, to bring them back to life so that they're not just like having their eyes open and they're still in a, a sort of vegetative state, but I'm waking them up so that they become conscious, so they can think and, and uh, be aware of their environment, what's around them, and respond to it accordingly. Right? If, if I um, poke somebody in the hand with a needle and they don't respond, they're not fully conscious of what's going on. But, but to respond then is to say, you know, like that hurts, right? So it's like, I'm reviving you, I'm bringing you back to life. And so the whole thing of the Eucharistic revival is to bring a church, if possible, to bring a church back to life so that we properly understand and are aware of this incredible gift that takes place on the altar and then to respond accordingly, to respond appropriately. Like that's, that's the Eucharistic revival. Um, so part of that, of course, is, is going to mean becoming more conscious. And, and what, what does that mean? It means I want to be in tune fully as a human being. I was, I was thinking about this. There are different people that, that want to debate what non-human animals, right? So we're humans and the rest of the animals, we're, we're animals and they're all animals. There's debate about whether other animals have this ability to be conscious, whether they have this ability to, to think and reason and rationalize and all that stuff. It's like we can debate about that, but, but I hope we can all agree that human beings, whatever they have, human beings have something that is like far superior to them, that, that we have this ability that makes us human this ability to think through things, this ability to process things and analyze things. And we're not slaves to our instincts. We can, we can see what our instincts maybe are leading us toward, but we don't have to choose them. We don't have to follow what our instincts or our feelings dictate to us. Right? If, I'm, if I'm feeling drawn toward eating nothing but junk food, I don't, I don't actually have to do that. I can do it if I just want to follow my instincts, but I don't have to. I can choose to eat something that's, that's good for me. S similarly, you know, we can talk, we can give all kinds of examples, right? On, on Sunday mornings, I might feel like I really want to sleep, but I can make the choice in spite of my feelings to get up and to come to Mass, right? Like, I, I'm not a slave to my instincts. I'm not a slave to, to really anything. I'm free to make that choice. So, so to be conscious then is to be able to recognize that, to be able to recognize like, okay, I'm... I'm wanting to go in this way, but I don't need to. Or, or maybe I want to, but I don't need to. Or maybe actually my instincts are leading me in this way because this is the right thing for me to do, right? So it's like, it's, it's, it's all about being conscious of what's going on in my body and on the inside of me. 
So the kind of prayer that, that we're going to be talking about tonight, it's called the consciousness examine. It's not the same as the examination of conscience. This, this was a, a tricky thing for me when I first learned about this prayer. This is a prayer that, that most people, I think, don't really know about. And part of it might just be because of the name itself. So the consciousness examine is not the same as the examination of conscience. The examination of conscience, we all know, is when you get a list of the Ten Commandments along with maybe some questions that go along with the Ten Commandments and explain different ways that we could sin against God. Um, so that's an examination of conscience, something you do before you go to confession, uh, or, or that you might just do every evening before you go to bed. You just sort of sit back and you examine, how was my day and in, my, in terms of the way that I lived out the commandments of God? The consciousness examine it's going to include that, and I'll walk through the steps, and I've got cards for us uh, to pray with, um, because the idea of this, sorry, I'll just take a little bit of a tangent. The idea of these prayer workshops is that I would explain or, or teach about a kind of way to pray that we have within our Catholic Christian tradition, and then simply to take 20 minutes or so to just pray in that way, quietly, in silence. So, so that's, that's the idea. Is I'll, I'll give a teaching tonight about this particular kind of prayer, the consciousness examine. And then after that, we'll expose Jesus, the Eucharist, in the, this thing called the monstrance. And we'll just sit in silence for 20 minutes going through this type of prayer by ourselves. So anyway, so the consciousness examine is, is a way for me to sit back and let myself be human with God. That's, that's a simple way to put it. I sit back and I let myself be fully human with God. Fully human again, which means I'm not just relying on my feelings, but instead, fully human means uh, I'm looking at my feelings and I'm letting myself be curious about them. I'm, I'm asking the question, not just what is my body feeling, but I'm, I'm, I'm asking the question, what's going on inside of me? We believe this as humans made in the image and likeness of God, that we have a soul that God made us with to have. And, and that soul has different things that go on inside of it. Just like sometimes our bodies have different things that go on inside of it. Um, right? There, there are sometimes people, they, they, they recognize they have aches and pains or they have different things going on inside of them. And it's like, gosh, I don't know what's going on with my body, but something seems off. Or, or you know what? I'm feeling really good. I'm, I'm full of energy. There's something going on really great with my, with my body. So too with our soul. There, there are things that go on inside of our souls that, that we're meant to notice. There are things that go on within our souls that, that we're meant to be able to say, gosh, there's something that's just not quite right in my spirit. Something that's just not quite right in, in the inside of me. And I don't, I don't really know what it is, and I'm curious about it. Where there might be other times where we say, you know what, there's, I don't know what it is. Like, life around me seems like it's falling apart, but, but internally, I just I feel like I'm okay. I feel like I'm actually on top of the world. Or, or anything in between. And, and so this type of prayer, which we can just call the examine, um, is a way for us to, to step back and just reflect on that and, and ask the Lord to reflect with us. Right? So it's a prayerful kind of reflection um, where we're looking at the inside of our life. So it has five basic steps to it. Five basic steps. The third one is like the heart of it, and the other four are relatively short compared to the third part. So the first part is really simple, to just simply come into God's presence, which you can do, of course, when you, anytime you come to a church, but you can also do it in your home. Um, if, if you live far from a church or if the church is locked or if you just want to pray in your, your room or your house or whatever, you can just pray in your home and to, to just simply quiet yourself and ask the Lord Jesus to say, Jesus, just, just come and be with me in this moment. And not just come and be with me, but you're specifically asking for enlightenment. What, what, is, what does enlightenment mean? Enlightenment mean? 
It means you turn on a light in something, and when you turn on a light in a dark room, you can see into it clearly. So we're asking Jesus, who is the light of the world, to shine a light into our interior space. We're asking him, Jesus, just help me to see myself as you see me, which is going to include all of the things that you just love about me. It's going to include all of the ways that I sin against you. It's going to include whatever it is that that you want to do in my life. Jesus, help me to see, to be aware of myself, not as I think that I am, but as you think that I am. So that's just a simple little prayer to begin. And like I said, it's, it's written down on this card, which I'll hand out before we get to our time of prayer. The second step in the examine is to give thanks to God. This is something that, that um, sometimes we might be really good at it, uh, and other times we might just simply forget about it. Or sometimes what might happen is as we pause to just consider the different gifts that God has given to us, we might have our eyes opened in a new way to say, you know what, I don't think I've ever actually thanked him for this. A simple example, he gives you breath to breathe every moment. Do you ever thank him for that? I don't thank him often enough for that, right? And so part of this time of thanksgiving is, is going to be for me to think about some of those big things that he offers to me every moment or on a regular basis. Those big things like, thank you, Lord, for the breath of life that you give to me. Because even if I have nothing else going on in my life, at least I can breathe and live. Or, or thank you, Lord, for the gift of the Eucharist. Thank you, Lord, for, for the gift of prayer, of being able to come before you. So those really big things. But then, of course, also the smaller things to think about. You know, like, um, gosh, Lord, I, 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 I loved lunch today. Whatever it was, I, it was, it was so good, and I'm just grateful for it. Thank you. Or I had a really good interaction with, with this, this teacher or this uh, brother or this friend or this neighbor, whatever it is, I had a really good interaction, Lord, and I'm, thank, I'm thankful for that because I, I, don't, I don't know how, but I trust that you are navigating things behind the scenes, and I'm just, I'm grateful for it, right? So just to, to take stock, basically, of, of your last 24 hours and just simply give thanks. And then, finally, we get to the heart of the examine, which is to, it's uh, Saint, Saint Ignatius of Loyola, sorry, I should have explained this. Saint Ignatius of Loyola is the one who kind of created this. He lived in the 1500s, so he created this for, for himself and for his uh, brothers in the religious community that he formed, that he founded, so that they could have regular times every day to just pause and reflect and notice the presence of God. And, and part of the reason that he thought of this is because of this very thing of our need as humans to be conscious, our need as humans to take time to reflect, because this is what separates us from the rest of the animals this ability to reflect and analyze, and, and not overanalyze necessarily, but, but just look for the presence of God in our lives. And so he created this. And he actually, I, I saw one quote that said, he called this the most important prayer of the day, which is striking to say, uh, because most of us have never heard of it, right? But he calls it the most important prayer of the day. And I, I tend to agree with him um, in, in, in some ways. You know, I think mass is, is something maybe different, but but this is an important way to pray. Okay, so the practical survey of actions, he calls it. The practical survey of actions. In other words, what he wants us to do, what he calls us to do, is to go through our last 24 hours or, um, you know, theoretically we'd be doing the examine on a daily basis. So maybe I'd go back. If I did my examine yesterday at 6 p.m., I would say, okay, from 
from 6 p.m. yesterday to this point on to go hour by hour and just reflect on how each hour was. To spend time each hour just taking an account of what did I do during that time? What were my actions? What were my words? What was going on in my mind? And, and I, don't, I, don't, I don't always do this super well. In fact, one, one of my regular struggles is that many times I sit down to pray, whether it's this prayer or, or many other prayers, uh, I sit down to pray and I'm just like, I don't know if I'm doing this right. Um, it feels like nothing is happening inside of me. So, so don't, don't feel like you gotta be perfect at this. But I think there's, there's something really good about being consistent about showing up to prayer. And there's gonna be something really good about being consistent about trying to go, by, go hour by hour through your days just reflecting on your actions and reflecting on them without judgment, right? So I might, I might say, you know, from six to seven, I just was mindlessly watching a YouTube video or something. And I'm not, I'm, I'm not observing, I'm observing it and I'm observing it without judgment. But instead I'm gonna say, okay, I, that's what I did. Why did I do that? Like what was going on inside of me that led me to, to want to do that? And again, maybe it's just like, I don't know, it's just what I did. Okay, great. Well, now I can be conscious of that of like, I have this tendency, or maybe I have this habit of mindlessly watching YouTube for an hour or two or three or four, or whatever during, during the day. Um, so again, it's just like being curious about like, okay, this is what I did. Why did I do it? What was going on inside of me? What, what led me, and, and this is gonna be especially helpful if, if you have like strong emotions. What led me to have my outburst of fury on this person? Like, like why, why was that? What led me to crying in this moment? Like what, what was going on inside of me that I was crying? And sometimes the answer might be really simple. Well, because someone I love, I found out that they died and I, that made me sad. Um, sometimes the answer might be a little bit more complicated. Like I actually don't know why I had this outburst of fury. I actually don't know why I didn't really feel like doing anything. There, there are many days, like I said, when, when I pray, whether it's during my formal time of prayer, prayer or just in my reflection, I'm just like, gosh, something seems off and I'm not really sure what it is. And I just wanna be curious about it. I wanna give myself the freedom without judgment to be curious about why am I thinking the way that I'm thinking? Why am I acting the way that I'm acting? Why am I feeling in this way? And then this is, this is maybe where a big part of the examine comes in is as I reflect on my hour by hour things, I wanna ask the question, where is God in this? Because we believe that he's with us always. Jesus tells us, I am with you always to the end of the age. And so as I'm reflecting on my, my actions, my thoughts, my words, my, my experience of life, part of my reflection, it needs to be this question of where is God present with me in this hour? Where is God present with me in this hour? Where is God present with me in this hour? And are there any areas where I can maybe sense his voice speaking to me, inviting me somewhere? Are there any areas throughout my day where I can, I can sense him maybe, maybe really strongly and maybe sometimes really subtly where maybe I remember, oh, I should pray today. Or I, I think maybe I should pick up the Bible and try to read it. Or I just, I think maybe I should turn away from the computer for a minute, right? Like where are those, those subtle invitations from the Lord that he's speaking to me and inviting me forward this is a really important thing, like I said, because for most of us in the world that we live in, we don't do this. And, and this is, I think, especially the case for people who tend to be on screens a lot. So 
um, which could be any number of us. I think it's especially the case for young people. Um, and, and I know this as much as anyone does. I know the temptations of, of what it's like to be on social media all day. I know the temptations of what it's like to be um, watching things like, like YouTube or you know, like, like uh, Instagram videos or TikTok or, or whatever it is. Like I know the temptation to just, like when I get bored, to just pull out my phone and look at it. And when we do that, we're, we're not allowing ourselves to really be conscious. We're not allowing ourselves the opportunity to really be awake to life. We're just numbing ourselves and turning ourselves into animals. Um, and, and what the Lord wants us is to say, it's not like there's no place for entertainment, but, but maybe there's a place also for us to reflect and be conscious and, and awake to life. So, so then with that, okay, so, so, so as I'm reflecting on all of these things, right? So that's the heart of the examine. As I'm reflecting on this, I might have to face up to the answer that sometimes I didn't respond very well to the ways that God was inviting me. I might have to say sometimes, you know what? I remembered that I was supposed to pray, but I didn't. I said, I'll do it later. And then, gosh, now I realize I never got around to it. Or I might remember, gosh, I, I know I should read the Bible, but I didn't do it for whatever reason. And I never got around to it, right? So in those moments, then I turn to the fourth step of the, the examine, which is to repent, to express sorrow for my sins. Those times, those, those areas in my days when I just know that God was inviting me somewhere or where my conscience was pricking me and I just let it go, right? I have to express contrition and sorrow for my sins. And again, this is, in, in some ways, this is without judgment, right? Because it's, it's not like I'm condemning myself and apologizing to God, but instead I'm actually, I'm asking for his mercy in, I'm, when I'm apologizing to him. Now, a big, a big caveat of this, of course, is that we know if, if I've committed a mortal sin, that I need to go to confession. I, I can't just be forgiven by him outside of confession. Now, it's real that I can apologize to him in that moment, but but part of my apology is also going to confess my sins to, to the priest so that I can be absolved in that kind of way. But, but nonetheless, this, this step is just to simply apologize to the Lord and ask him for healing. Say, Jesus, I've got this tendency in my life that I just don't like silence. I've got this tendency in my life that I just don't like being uncomfortable. I need you to heal that in me. Or I've got this, this relationship in my life that's just a difficult relationship. And, and every time around this person, I just get so angry I need you to heal that in me, right? I'm asking him for purification and I'm asking him for forgiveness. And then I finish the examine by looking forward to the day that is to come with hope, with confidence, right? I'm saying, okay, this is the day that is to come and I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask the Lord to be with me and I'm gonna trust that he's actually going to be with me, that he's gonna come and walk with me just as I know he was walking with me the previous day. I trust that the Lord is gonna walk with me, especially he's gonna be with me in those, those times that I'm looking forward to that I know are gonna be difficult or uncomfortable, or I'm unsure about them, I know that he's going to be with me there, and I'm hopeful about it. And if I find, as I look forward to the day that is to come, if I find that I'm a little bit fearful, even there I bring that to the Lord, and I ask him for the gift of confidence. So anyway, that's, that's the examination, or the, excuse me, the consciousness examine, uh, which is most often just called the examine. So like I said, I've got these cards here. Uh, they're, they're half a piece of paper, I guess. So they're big, big cards. Um, anyway, my, my hope is that that you would be able to pray with us this evening for the next 20 minutes or so. And, and that from there, actually, it would be something that you enjoy uh, or that you at least see the goodness of and that you would pray in this way on a, on a regular basis, on a daily basis even. 
Um, it, and the prayer is designed to take maybe 10, 15, 20 minutes, 20 minutes at the most. Um, so maybe that you'd be able to carve out some time during your day to, to just simply reflect on the interior life that God has given to you, the ways that you're growing, maybe the ways that you're stagnant, uh, wherever the Lord is that he's inviting you into um, and, and, and inviting you deeper into a relationship with him. So I'll pass these out and then, um, or, yeah, I'll pass these out and then we'll, we'll expose the Lord and just take 20 minutes of silent prayer.